This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toys and Ford. Hello everyone, I'm Scott Montesano. So excited to have you join us on this program. Coming up, we're going to take a dive into local high school football. Take a look at the Regis Ramblers. Are they showing signs of backpedaling with that program? Also, Eau Claire North, are they going to get into the playoffs? And we'll take a look at some other things as well. So let's not waste any time and round those bases locally. Oh, it most definitely is feeling like high school football out and about in the Chippewa Valley. And not just because of the weather, but as we've said before, now that we are here in mid to late September and the schools are really back into their patterns, the schools that have the dance teams and the cheerleading groups, they're out at the games. The schools that have the bands and the marching bands, they're performing. And the crowds really start to pick up as well. It's dark at the 7 o'clock kickoffs. And, and yeah, you do start to get more of the sweet smell in the air. So it very much is high school football season. And we're at a point right now where we really know the impact of each individual games. Teams are still trying to qualify for the playoffs, seating, and all of that. And we jump right in with the Regis Ramblers. Now, that's a program everybody in the area likes to talk about. And we will address that here in a moment. But the Regis Ramblers sit 3-1 and one in the Clover Bell Conference, 4-2 and two <clears throat> overall. Now, the 3-1 and one record in the conference suffered a loss last week at home against Mondovi. Talk about that in a moment. First loss since the very beginning of the 2017 season in Cloverbell Conference play. The previous time they had lost in the conference was in 2017 at the very beginning of that season to Stanley Boyd. Since then, they not only had been winning in the Cloverbell, but usually dominating because Two things had been happening in the last few years. Regis has been a very strong program. Couple that with a downturn with some programs in the Cloverbell Conference, and Regis has been dominating. Well, that domination has been trimmed a bit, and that's something that we want to talk about here today. But Regis, 4-2 and two overall, 3-1 and one in the conference, part of a four-way tie atop a wacky Cloverbell Conference this season. You have Mondovi, you have Stanley Boyd, whom Regis plays later on this week, and the surging Nielsville Granton program, usually at the bottom of the conference, they're having one of their best seasons in a number of years. Now Regis, Stanley Boyd, Nielsville, and Mondovi all tie because of the wackiness that happened last week and that includes Mondovi beating Regis last Thursday a game that I was uh, uh I was on the call of over at iHeart and just a a humdinger of a ball game if you did not have a rooting interest in that game that was really fun to watch and if you had a rooting interest in that game it had the highs and lows and the emotions you would expect, but that was a game in which Mondovi jumped out to a two-score lead at the halftime break. Regis comes back. Regis takes the lead with about four and a half minutes to go. Mondovi drives down the field, converts a couple of fourth downs 
in the process. Mondovi scores with just over a minute to go. Regis comes back, gets down to the Mondovi 30-yard line before their drive stalls out. They turn the ball over on downs with about 15 seconds to go, and Mondovi kneels out the clock and wins a dramatic game. It was an outstanding atmosphere, a Thursday night, beautiful weather. And remember, that's a night in which it rained at about 5 o'clock, but great crowd. Mondovi always, always has outstanding support. And for a Regis crowd, one of the bigger Regis's crowds I've seen in a while, Mondovi had their students that had come up for the game, so that created a fun sort of circumstance after the game where the Mondovi students spilled out onto the field not some wild storming of the field but a kind of a a controlled walk out onto the field to surround their classmates it was a fun ball game from beginning to end and that couple with Stanley Boy beating Nielsville Granton on Friday and that creates a four-way tie atop the Clover Belt Conference. Now let's get back to this Regis program. Now you're sitting here, and after the last you know seven or so years of Regis pummeling most of the competition in the conference, you're sitting here right now looking at a Regis team that is three and one in the conference, avoided an upset bid at Elk Mound in early September, a game in which. Regis was really sloppy in, but it was a game played on a Thursday after they had just played on Saturday. A couple weeks ago, they survive a scare at Fall Creek and then against Mondovi, again fall behind, this time by two scores, come back, but their defense can't hold it at the end. This is the big thing you got to get through your head when it comes to Regis. They are still very good. They're just not as dominant as we have seen in the last few years. But let me go back to what I said. They're still very, very good. So anybody you may come across in town that's saying, well, Regis is not the same program they were. Well, that's true, but they're still very good. So how do I, how do I put this? It, it would be, it, be the equivalency of, if if you have an A plus, if you get if you go and get an A plus on that book report, and then the next book report you give is an A minus, well, the the second book report is still very very good. It's just not as perfect as the previous one. Or let's put it this way: you go out and you have a fantastic meal at a five-star restaurant, the sort of place where they come by with a little knife and they, they, they brush off the crumbs on the white cloth table, the sort of place that charges you for refills of water. I mean, it's that sort of high highfalutin place. And it's very tasty and it's a magical evening and it's a beautiful, you know, everything. And then a couple days later, you go have a very tasty burger at a local restaurant well they're both very good all right one may have been a very high class and the other one's going to get the job done too well that's a situation here for Regis don't compare this team to say the team of last year or the or, or, or don't just don't compare 
This team is still a very good Regis team. The program is is not backpedaling by any stretch of the imagination because of these laws. So as clients and friends of yours are going around town saying, well, Regis is going down, that's not entirely true. They are beatable, though. This Regis team does not have the game-changing player at the moment. They don't have the Xander Rocco. They don't have the Carson Tate. Last year, Rocco and Tate were, were, were accumulating rushing numbers in usually four or five possessions that takes entire teams all four quarters to accumulate. You know, Rocco and Tate, they were leading the charge, along with Kendall Krogman, who could throw the ball very, very well. But they were banging out there 25, 30-yard runs like it was nothing. Thinking back to this last Thursday, Mondovi, a very good program last year, made it all the way to Madison. Regis trucked them down in, in Mondovi last year. The game was over with four minutes into the game. A couple big, long rushes. I think it was Carson Tate that began that ball game on a 70-yard run. That's the thing that Regis doesn't really have this year. They don't have that game-breaking moment on offense. What they have instead, though, is still outstanding ball players, but they have to they have to sustain drives. You're seeing that a little bit more from Regis this year. They need to have that four, five, six-minute drive to score. There's nothing wrong with that, but they're not getting that 40-yard run like they were getting last year with Xander Rocco or Carson Tate at the helm. Owen Weisenberger's been solid at quarterback. Chase Koska's been good on both sides of the ball. Alex Burdick and others have been good defensively. But again, let's not underestimate the losses that Regis had from last year. So they've gone from a dominant program that was really squishing opponents to now a team that is still very good, upper tier, still, I would think, at the D7 level, but they're one that's playing many more competitive ball games this year. Let's be honest, though, with this. As Regis has taken losses, and, and Regis is a lot like the Yankees. Regis is a lot like the Cowboys. Regis is a lot like Alabama football or Miami football from 25 years ago or Notre Dame football from 30, 40 years ago or Ohio State football. You get the idea. One loss for them feels like it's 10. When they lose, it's, when they lose, it's a big deal. So the fact that Regis is 4-2 and two overall, 3-1 and one in the Clover Belt, everybody automatically starts thinking of them as a sub-500 team. Perception is everything. But this is the thing about Regis football in the area. Whether you like them, whether you don't like them, it's better when Regis is good. As they are last year, the last few years, and this year, it's better when Regis is good because they are like those programs I mentioned it gives people sort of a the program they like to despise feeling I don't want to use the term hate there there should not be any hate in any sports but a fun type of dislike 
And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And I think Regis as a program wears it well. They know people don't necessarily like them, but you should respect what they are doing and what they have done over all of these years. Again, it's better when Regis is good because it makes games like last Thursday when Mondovi won. It makes games like this Thursday, uh, this upcoming week when they're at Stanley Boyd a lot of fun because everybody pours everything they have into trying to beat Regis and Regis does everything they can to hold everybody back, push them back. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Everybody will sit here and dream. Some of you out there are like, ah, Regis needs their comeuppance. And I don't know why they would need their comeuppance, but you can say, Regis needs their comeuppance. If Regis all of a sudden had a two- or three-year period where they were a 500 team and struggled, and this has happened. You've got to go back almost 20 years, though. So it's going to eventually happen again. But when that happens, everything loses a little bit of its, of its sharpness, doesn't it? The knife kind of dulls a bit when playing them. You don't want that. You want Regis coming into your ballpark or you're going to Carson Park to play Regis, and Regis is very good. That's what you want. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you are uh, demanding, if you will. So as I said, this Regis team, you look at them this year, they're still very good. Don't let anybody fool you that they're not any good or whatever because they're comparing it to last year. Again, you go to Johnny's Italian Steakhouse in this area. It's a high-class way to eat. If you've gone to Johnny's, you get dressed up to go to Johnny's. But you compare Johnny's to maybe you've been to a, a resort recently or, or, or you've been, you know, you've been on a business trip or whatever. And you've gone eating at a really highfalutin steakhouse somewhere. Johnny's kind of pales in comparison to a place like that. Does that mean Johnny's isn't any good? Absolutely not. Same thing here. Regis is good. You can't compare them to what they were last season. You just can't. It's unfair to the team that they have this year because this team is still very good. Now, that being said, people will say, well, Scott, what are you going to say on uh, Friday night if Stanley Boyd gets the win? And Stanley Boyd very well could get the win. Jeff Koenig's got that program back and humming again. Stanley Boyd's a program that kind of hit a little bit of a of a dip the last three, four years, but the last three, four years, he's kind of had a new group coming in, and that new group, which is still relatively young, is producing. A lot of juniors producing. They've got a scary passing attack and all of that. Uh if Stanley Boy were to get the win, I'd still say Regis is a solid team and all of that. You know, this, is, this is not about Regis being felled by any stretch of the imagination, but it is setting up some very fun storylines as we hit the last uh, three weeks of the regular season. And for all these teams, by the way, 
you know, it would take a monumental collapse for, say, Reed just not to make the postseason. And at three wins, they'd likely still get in anyway. Three wins in the conference. But you're still playing for home games in the playoffs. Let's not forget that. You're still playing for home games. You're still playing to try to limit your travel in the playoffs. Lots is still on the line. Well, speaking of uh, playoffs and whatnot, uh, well, the Eau Claire North Huskies, last time we chatted with you, we wondered, would the Eau Claire North Huskies get into the playoffs? Well, they've got three games left in their regular season. They're going to need at least one more win, maybe two, to get into the playoffs. We will discuss the odds that they are able to do that when we come back as the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford, continues here on Oakware Hometown Media. Hi, this is Craig Toyson. And at Toyson Ford, whether it's buying a new vehicle or having your current one repaired, we take customer service very seriously. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the same familiar faces each and every time you visit. We take great pride in the longevity of our staff, and it shows in the kindness and the good care we give each of our customers. But don't take our word for it. Read our reviews online and ask anyone with a Toyson sticker on the back of their car. They'll gladly tell you why you'll find a friend at Toyson Ford. Lots of beneficial rain around the area over the weekend, and it came at a perfect time for the high school football season, of course, because uh, it was dry on Friday for, for games, but then we had the all-day soaker on Saturday and uh, some rain on Sunday. By the way, I'm, I'm sure a number of you had various things impacted by the rain on Saturday. My daughter's youth soccer got uh, canceled. My son's fall baseball was canceled on Saturday, but... Uh, there, there's years in which and times in which you get very annoyed at that. Uh, I don't think anybody was excited that stuff was canceled on Saturday, but everybody, I think, recognized uh, we, need, we need the rain, so no use complaining about having stuff canceled on uh, Saturday. Uh, mentioned in the last segment, Regis Ramblers, their football program, their program that's been very good for uh, almost 20 consecutive years after a very brief downturn. They are still very, very good despite a couple of losses already this year. Another program we have been following here on the Sports Watch, the Eau Claire North Huskies. And the last time we chatted with you, the Huskies were coming off of wins against Superior and Eau Claire Memorial, two wins in conference. And remember, uh, three wins put you in a position to make the playoffs, four conference wins, and you're automatically in. Well, since we last chatted, Oakware North lost a high-scoring game to Chai High. That may have been a missed opportunity for Oakware North. And then Oakware North uh, was dominated at Menominee over the weekend. So as we hit the last three games, North is going to need at least one more win to make the playoffs and to sort of tie up this resurrection that the program has had, which showed signs last year. Last year, they ended the long losing streak, all that sort of stuff. This year, you'd like to get into the into the playoffs. And is that the capper to the story? If you get into the playoffs, and let's say you get into the playoffs and you get buried in the first round, is that the capper? Does that mean that's the 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 ultimate peak you're going to get? Absolutely not. But I think getting into the playoffs sort of closes the book 
on one chapter and now you start looking ahead to okay now we're now we're back now we can start uh, uh, you're not just the little engine that could anymore where oh it's just try to get one or two wins now you truly have the goal of making the playoffs you want to get to that next stage well they're going to need at least one win over their next three and maybe even two and looking at the next three for the Eau Claire North Huskies, it's not going to be easy. They've got games against Hudson and New Richmond in back-to-back weeks. Hudson and New Richmond, a combined 8-0 and zero in the conference. Hudson and New Richmond, 8-0 and zero in the conference. The regular season ends at River Falls. River Falls right now, 2-2. Two and two. So of those three games, on paper... The River Falls game looks like your best chance to get that final win to put, to make yourself on the edge of being playoff eligible. If you get the three wins, depends on how many teams have gotten the four. A lot of times with three in the conference, you're still going to get in. We'll have to see how that plays out, but uh, unless you're somebody with Eau Claire Memorial, uh, I would think uh, you want to pull for North to get into the playoffs. That would be a nice little feather in the uh, the proverbial cap for local high school football. And as we talked about in the last program, you'd like to see you know, this area, as good as Regis has been, as dominant as Regis has been, the city of Eau Claire itself really has been devoid of very solid winning football for decades, <laughs> when you think about it, we'll talk about the Blue Golds in a moment, but Memorial and North football's rarely been a, a sustained strength for them. Not a lot of home playoff games in their program histories. You'd like to see there be uh, that run there where you get to have those home playoff games. And, and, and something that's a little different from, say, basketball and even hockey, is that in football, you get those first two weeks of the playoffs at home. And the thing I've noticed, as, as fun as the playoffs are in hockey and in basketball, because of the way they're set up, and they happen so quick over a weekend and whatnot, you don't get that same sort of buildup you get with the playoff football. And you, and with the basketball and the hockey, you don't get as many home games. You're very quickly to neutral sites. Whereas with football, it's two weeks. If you're very good, you get back-to-back weeks at home. And the energy builds. The energy builds within the school building. The energy builds within the school community. The excitement builds. Whereas you don't have time for it to build with the other sports as much. Oh, you absolutely have people energized and excited and people will travel to neutral sites, but it's different for football. So you'd like to see those programs start to have some more sustained success and it starts with getting into the playoffs and we'll see if Eau Claire North can pull that off. Uh, the Eau Claire Blue Golds return to play this weekend and they will open up conference play. They will be at Stevens Point. Now, every game, I, I, I've always said this about 
say, college football, and I've said it when I was doing the blue goal games, you get 10 games, they're 10 mini championships. 10 games, they're 10 mini championships. So in essence, every game's a a must win. But this is a game on Saturday at Stevens Point. Forget about conference crown or or anything like that. And, and, And even putting beyond if you have any dreams of getting to 500 in the WIAC this year. Right now, blue golds are one and two. This is a game you really need to have because Stevens Point is right there with you in the bottom tier of the WIAC. And the Blue Gold, something that they have, one of the reasons they've spun their tires the last few years is that they haven't won enough against the teams that have been with them in the basement. You get these programs that are in the basement, and sometimes you've got to get a foothold on on the other people around you in the basement if you're going to climb out sort of stuck in the well you're stuck in the well and the only way you're going to get out all right it's not teamwork that's going to get you out the only way you're going to get out is you got to climb up onto the shoulders of your fellow well mates and get yourself out save yourself and over the years over the last decade blue gold fans have seen river falls overtake them they've seen stout to some extent kind of rise up you've seen lacrosse fall back in the well then climb themselves back out so as you have had programs in the bottom tier and work themselves out Eau Claire year in and year out hasn't been able to beat those programs on a regular basis so that's what brings us to Stevens Point Stevens Point's a program that has really struggled in the last 15 years just like the Blue Golds if you're to, to, to make your march back to the top, you've got to routinely beat a program like Stevens Point. And the Blue Golds have had a moderate level of success against the Pointers in the last few years. You want to keep that going. You want to get to a point where when you look at the schedule every single year, schedule comes out in April or so, you want to get to a point where you're looking at the schedule and you're able to start penciling in. Nobody will ever say they do this, but everybody does it. You want to be able to look at that schedule and be able to pencil in more wins and go, yep, that's a game we're going to win. That's a game we're going to win. That's a game we're going to win. Not that's a game we got a shot to win. That's a game we're going to win. So that's why a game like Saturday against Stevens Point is so important. You want to develop a situation where you are beating programs on a routine basis. And then that's how you climb yourself back uh, back up. Blue Golds, by the way, have had some struggles on offense in their last two games against Coe College and then against uh, Bethel. Big issue for that, though, uh, the loss of quarterback Harry Rubidoux. He was banged up in practice leading into their game against uh, Coe College offense was non-existent tried to give it a go against Bethel lasted the first half was benched in the second half and I don't want to say benched he was sidelined still with an upper body injury Uh, all indications are the hope is at least that he'll be able to go on Saturday against uh, Stevens Point now now the caveat to all of this is everyone's going to say 
and rightfully so, is that you look at this blue goal program, you look at Rob Erickson, and, and, and this program could go the rest of the season winless. It's not going to be a disappointment. It'll be a disappointment within the building, obviously. You want to win as many games as possible. But you just want to make sure that the arrow the arrow's pointing up because it's going to be next year and the year after that where the, the true benefit of having Rob Erickson is going to be seen. Uh, the, the recruits and all of that, the things that really have people excited, the, 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 the energy of that staff, the sort of pedigree that Rob Erickson has, that you foresee it's going to pay off in two, three, four years. But that doesn't mean, you know, because you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed to anybody that you're automatically just saying this year doesn't mean anything. You do want to get wins. You want to get good feels and all of that. And as I said, you want to develop some dominance over programs. And that, again, uh, can continue uh, this weekend or at least get going this weekend Again, Stevens Point. Uh, before we go, Chippewa Steel. We chatted with head coach Chris Ratzloff on our last uh, program. You can go back and listen to that interview. They got an overtime win on uh, Saturday. Uh, kind of buried in the local sports landscape are the Chippewa Steel. Uh, kind of a tough go to try to sell hockey in September. Uh, Steel have a lot of home games until mid-October. So if you get a chance, check them out. Uh, Steel coming off of a playoff appearance a year ago, and we will see uh, what they're able to do this year. Got an overtime win, though, on Saturday. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toys and Ford, back with you again in a couple of weeks. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody. 